This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, everybody? Brad Hicks. Matt Souders. Coming at you live. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm living the dream, enjoying it. Uh, I'm just, I'm super pumped. We have one more day. Oh, I know. Well, when this airs, it'll already be passed. Yeah, it'll be passed, but I'm, I'm, this is the most excited everyone's ever going to see me until (laughs) this is, this is the start of my season with Dale Hollow coming up. So, well, you, you actually, you you got some exciting news yesterday, man. You want to share that? I did. I got super exciting news um, with the help of Loveland Kayak Canoe, uh, the owner, Mark, and Brad Hicks here. I was accepted on uh, Team Bonafide as an affiliate, so that's pretty awesome. I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I remember... I've been... Go ahead. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've been been looking forward to it, you know. Uh, It's it's cool to, to be on the team and to it's for a product I definitely like stand behind. So there's a lot of good kayaks out there, but I haven't found anything I don't dislike about Bonafide so far. So I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. I remember you first got your Bonafide last year, right? Like summer. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I was in uh, the big fish before that, which it wasn't, I mean, it got, it did the job. The kayak did the job. It, was, it wasn't a bad kayak at all, but uh, it was heavy like really heavy for what it was. And obviously yeah. we, you know, you and me, we fish quite often together. So we're fishing rivers and skinnier water and water. We're having to fight to get drop-ins in and stuff. So I want to go with a lighter, lighter option. So I went with the RS 117. 
fantastic kayak super light and for big water i've got an xi3 on the front of it so it works it's great and affordable so heck yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm pumped for you for sure and hope to see you in the p127 oh that's the plan that's the <clears throat> the next step is to get in that new p127 because oh boy it's sweet heck yeah it is <laughs> i'm pumped <laughs> i want to i, I want to get one myself but yeah um yeah Let's get into the um, show, dude. We got yeah, I'm uh, pumped. we got a cool show planned. Uh, Matt uses this product, so he's got some stuff to talk about. It's going to be more of a review kind of episode. Uh, we're bringing on Justin Marshall, our buddy. What's up? What's up? What's up, Jay boy? Hey, what's up, guys? Not much. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Heck oh, yeah, of dude. Yeah, How so you doing? Uh, not bad. Just been prepping some tackle for this weekend's trip. Uh, that's pretty much taken up the last two days, and it'll take up all day tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm already. I'm already. Well, I'm. You, you know me. I don't have much tackle anyway, so I'm just gonna throw my box and go. Yeah, I'm trying not to make the mistake of packing too much stuff, but I just. I feel like I can condense it down. I've got some of the Plano Edge boxes, and I'm trying to put like chatterbaits, spinnerbaits, and jigs all in one box. Really, really trying to break it down to what am I going to use? What am I not going to use? What are the chances of me using this? And yeah, just a, just a few options of each thing, not going overboard. Uh, yeah, I, I, I tried that when I started and I have two totes full of plastics and uh, like 12 Plano boxes. I this is the the last jig box I'm, I'm doing. And this is just Picasso lures. The last Picasso's. jig box. So you have more yeah, than dude. one jig box. I'm bringing like four, man. I'm an idiot, <laughs> but I can't, I can't, I even told myself, I was like, Matt, don't bring, you know what they're biting on. You've read reports. You don't need to bring everything, but you know what I did yet later today? I tied it's on a rig, tied on a Carolina A-rig. rig. <laughs> yep. I, I, I tied on, I mean, you know, it's just, I have a box of swim baits bringing all those. Why not? Uh, you've so, got, you got a cool well. product. Maybe for another day, you can talk about that, but the bags that you picked up, that hold soft plastics it kind of zips yeah the the money i actually have one right i was there, thinking I maybe i, I needed up. to grab me some of those i could what, probably, what are they uh it's just here, a big maybe. ziploc bag basically to put all your plastics in and uh i'm gonna be bringing a handful quite a bit of plastics with me yeah like that i could just so, throw that in the oh, bag, bass in the, back of the kayak because i i just put in a couple orders for tackle and got them here and i don't want to open up everything so Oh no! Yeah, well, I put that on the list. So that's a good. That's a good idea. We can. I can slide that right underneath my seat. Oh yeah, and that's what I just got the. I just got the seat risers on the on the Slayer Max, and that would slide right underneath that seat. Heck yeah! Oh yeah, for sure. That's what I do with mine now. Um, with the RS, like the Slayer Max, and then you know, Brad, when you were in the 127, you had a little bit more room. The RS, yeah. I'm, I kind of fight for real estate a little bit. So those bags are great because exactly what you said. I literally slide it beneath my seat. It's easy to grab. Um, and it keeps, I mean, when everything's getting wet, everything stays water watertight in this. Yeah. So now this is just the throwaway bag. I've got, like, this is coming down. I've just got this full of random stuff. Bunch of Rage, Powerbait, Z-Man. I think there's some you're, big bites baits. You know you're going to be leaving with more stuff too, right? Oh, yeah, man. Jimmy has all his crap he's giving away. <laughs> Yep. Oh, I've got, don't worry. I've got a toe to that, Stu. Don't worry. That's <laughs> It was between that or picking up the Plano Edge for the soft plastics. 
and just lim limiting me on like 15 to 20 soft plastics that I can bring. But I got some new Mega Bass stuff, uh, little little three inch swimmers, and I don't know. I put I put in <laughs> yeah that thing. Jeez, that will also slide right underneath my my seat too. Yeah, with the That's risers awesome. for sure. I tried that. And I just, I'm like two inches too short to get it to slide like comfortably. You do have the risers on your. No, I don't on yours. Okay. with the risers, I'm sure it fits right underneath it. Even maybe without it. Cause I know the native sits a little bit higher. <clears throat> the RS sits just a smidge lower. I need like two inches and then it would probably fit. But those money bags have been great. Cause it kind of, it forces me to condense a little bit to where I'm not bringing 47 bags of plastics with me. And I can just put them in that bag, what I'm going to use that day, and then maybe a couple wild cards just to be safe. And then uh, gotcha. they're easy to get through and look at. But yeah, that Plano Edge Box for plastics is awesome. That's yeah. It. Well, this weekend it might be a, a Meyer bag for me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right, guys. Well, we're we're going to uh, th – this episode we're going to talk about the Yakima Rod Box. Matt owns it. Justin owns it. So we're going to do a little review uh, segment about it. Um, where do you guys want to start? Who wants to start? Uh, we can, Justin, you can start. You've had a little bit longer than me. Cause I know just like me, it's a kind of a Holy grail product to be able to find. So, yeah, I don't, I haven't looked into it lately on, uh, what the availability is. Uh, cause I've owned it for about a year. Let's see. Yeah. It's going on a year. I bought it, bought it in May of 2021. You were on vacation when you bought it. I was on vacation when I bought it. I got it in Panama City, which was not far. From, it was about 45 minutes from where we were staying on the beach. There's a this family vacation we, we went to. And I had just started looking into the product probably three months before I went on that trip. Couldn't I wasn't ready to buy it when I did see it, which was on Amazon. Uh, I think there was only one or two left. And then yep. by the time I actually wanted it, it wasn't there anymore. Uh, so I checked. You can also find it on REI.com and you can mm -hmm. find it on Yakima.com. But those places you're going to get charged shipping and shipping can be pricey on an eight, eight and a half foot box. Yeah, that thing's so huge. That, <clears throat> I even seen one site that had shipping for like $200. It's kind of dumb. But I think Yakima, right around 80 bucks, you can get it ship to you and then obviously amazon i'm pretty sure you can get it for free with amazon yeah you can that's where i uh i got it because it was kind of the same thing you had had it and then i remember you sent me and brad like a group text of you like with a picture of it and i was like oh you finally found one blah blah blah. and uh i remember the first time you took it out and used it i was like man that's that's awesome and uh i remember i was at a, a softball tournament and I had a, uh, cause you can't find on Amazon. I just checked. It's not even a list on Amazon anymore. Huh. And, uh, I had a, uh, what's a notification set up. So when it came back in stock, it would notify me. Yeah. I was sitting there, got the notification and immediately hit there said one left and hit buy now. And I was just hoping like it would, <laughs> it would That's ship. That's you got to do it. You got to go into yeah. it already having decided that you want it and then ready yeah. to go have that money sitting aside, just ready to go whenever you find it. That's, that's exactly how it was. And it was, it was to the point where I bought it and then I text Stacy, my wife. And I was like, Hey, can I get this? And she's like, yeah, sure. And I was like, Oh, thank God. I already bought it. <laughs> it really awkward. If she said no. Yeah. But I was, I was down in Florida and then decided to just take a look while I was there. Cause there's a lot more 
options as far as hole in the wall kayak shops and yeah. outdoor i mean they're diamond dozen down there everybody's trying to do that being by the beach and yeah a place called true. sun jammers sun jammers really really small it was a cool place but really small as you would expect the epitome of a hole in the wall kayak shop and they said yeah we have it we have one of them and i said could you just put my name on it uh we're gonna be going out to dinner later and i just left like two hours early so that we can make the 45 minute trip to this place picked it up i had to install it which is we'll get into it but it's really easy to install installed it on the suv that we were driving at the time and then i just drove around with it until i drove around with it even on the way home and it wasn't a problem so yeah. that's cool i didn't know you did that i was i was kind of curious how you got it back home that's funny yep just installed it, it didn't fit very well <clears throat> it fit but when you have SUV, when you install this on an SUV, you know, you have to move it forward so much because the back door, if you open up the, the back door of an SUV, you don't want it to hit. Yeah. And yeah. The particular SUV that we own is a, a RAV4, a 2019 or 20, 2020 RAV4. And you really have to have this box laying too, it's off center and it's too far in front of the vehicle. So yeah. I don't recommend it for a RAV4. Cause it was like almost three foot off the front. I could see it when I was driving home. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say is, did you see it hanging over? Like when you put a kayak on your roof and it's four At foot that over point, it's uneasy because it's, it's moving up and down and it's flexing a little bit and yeah. it's not stable on the way home. So it kind of worried me, but we get, we got home safely. Yeah. It's funny. You brought that up. Cause I was kind of going to talk about the construction of it. Uh, get your guys take the, uh, the box like is, is it a sturdy feeling box or does it have some give to it when you push or what? You would, you want to go Matt? Oh uh, yeah. Either one. I mean, it, it definitely has some give and that's kind of the first thing I got it. I put it on top of, cause I had a Jeep at the time I put it on top of my Jeep and I was like, man, this has a little bit like give on it. But at the same time, once it's installed correctly, like it has supports under the whole bottom of it to where you can have a little hanging off on each side, but it has, you know, the majority of the front, the middle and the back has something to sit on. It's actually super rigid. I I mean, it's, it's, we'll get in some other aspects of it, but it, to me personally, I think it has just the right amount of give to mm -hmm. where it, it it's fine. It'll, it'll move a little bit, but it's still rigid enough to feel sturdy. That makes sense. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. This definitely is not a toolbox. If this is something anybody's oh, yeah. considering buying and you just want to be able to, throw it on top of a vehicle and it be a toolbox. It'd be something that you leave on year round. Yeah. I don't, <clears throat> I don't recommend it for you because when, when I, when you see the box in person and you're touching it and you're pressing on it, you can, it, it flexes. It certainly flexes quite a bit and it makes you feel when you look at that price point on it, like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably the, the biggest thing you have to come to terms with when buying this box is that $600 price point, which I didn't have a problem with it because I felt the purpose of the box far exceeded the price I was going to pay for it. And I know I'll get my $600 out of it. Yeah. But if you were to, if you were to slam your fist down on it hard enough, I guarantee you could crack it. 
Oh yeah. 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 I mean, if you misuse it and you don't use it for the, for what it's intended for, kind of like you said, I mean, if you're looking to use this to put anything like a fishing rod, even a swim bait combo, like what I have a super thick rod and a bigger reel is going to be about the most weight you'd want to put in there. Like you wouldn't want to put something like hammers or anything like that. I can yeah. You know, it's, it's not designed for that. And just like you said, and I agree if, if I got on top of my truck and just beat it, I could probably break it in half. If I really tried. And well, uh, at least I wouldn't put hammers into it unsecured. Yeah. I would, I certainly would have put, yeah. wouldn't put an anchor by itself. Cause it'd be, oh, one yeah. one, especially a ball anchor. Oh, but yeah, if, you, if you're going to do some tools, like if you had a small, uh... hear that, believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armor All, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armor All products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. Armor All, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Sometimes they have these little starter kits. You might get something for Christmas or some ratchets or mm -hmm. something or a tool, uh, a screwdriver set or something, or even a small. It's got hammers and uh, pliers and stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't mind putting that up there, but make sure it's secure. Yeah. Because there is space below where you actually store your rods, and you can put a two-piece paddle in there. You can put your life vest in there. Uh, you can put several 3700 boxes low profile boxes in there as well whatever combination that you want so it's actually really nice yeah i've i've seen you fill up your box quite a few times and i'm like i'm always impressed how much you can fit in there it was i mean you how many rods can you throw in there you can put eight eight foot rods that's pretty good and it's good enough for me because i usually only carry around seven or eight yeah, so it's, it's right up my alley. The whole purpose for me to buy this box was I like mid-sized trucks. I've always had my fishing rods right there in the front seat. And even with a extended cab mid-sized truck, I can still fit all of my rods from the front seat up into the back. Yeah, and but I you don't still, want to do that. It's yeah, I can still blood. be doing that right now. Yeah, But the whole point was for me to get those up out of the truck, out of the cab get them into this box where just to save space and easy transport and that's exactly what it gave me and that that is the sole purpose that right there alone was worth purchasing this product yeah, yeah. i was about to say for me for me it was safety of the rods because obviously yeah. you put it in the front your tips are you know so like i like i like yeah they're either bent or like i like using a little bit longer rods sometimes so i could see <clears throat> Especially in my Jeep, for example, it would be the front seat and I, I, they would all fit in there fine. But one of my longer rods or two of my rods would want to touch the top. And it just if I had a slam of the brakes or something, I'd be afraid that that would cause a damage or something along those lines. So I like it for the safety of rods. Um, and then the aspect of, yeah, traveling with it. I, I, the big advantage for me with this is let's say I'm driving. I see a little hole before or after work and I don't want to fish real quick. All my rods are there. They've got tie-ons, and I have two 3,700 low-profile boxes in the bottom of it that just has basic terminal and some plastics in it yeah. that, you know, I could stop fish real quick and not have to, you know, root through the back or anything like that. It's just open it up, get what I want out. If I need a box, get it out, do something real quick, and cast 
handful of times and then I can leave. You know what I mean? So yep. that's what's been yeah. great about it for me. Now I have put more than eight rods in there, but it was for a short trip when Will came with us on a river trip. Oh yeah. Time, he needed to ride with you and we went in, we went to, I think it was the launch spot. Yeah. And I put four of his rods in there on top of mine. So I actually had, I think 12, 11 or 12 mm-hmm. rods in there. And those, those retention bands will stretch a little bit. You don't, you don't want to stretch them a whole lot because then when you actually have the correct amount, the amount that you're going to have in there, the majority of the time, you don't want those bands being too stretched out to where they don't Hold touch down, them. Yeah. Just yeah. Touch them just perfectly. So, but on another note, the parts for this box are actually really <clears throat> cheap, which is one of the, one of the pros to owning it. Uh, other than, <clears throat> other than that, you can get away with nine or 10 rods. You just got to make sure you know, which end your reels are going to be on. Don't put it near a spinning reel that's going to swing around and and get banged up and stuff. But yeah, yeah. if you needed you yeah. needed to get away with that, you could. I only recommend it for short trips, though. Yeah, I would like one of these boxes just for the simple fact my seven foot four rod does not fit in the cab of my truck at all, and I hate throwing them in the back <clears throat> the bed of the truck. So especially with yours, because yours isn't even considered <clears throat> extended cab. Yeah, it's like the half or whatever. Yeah, whatever the whatever they yeah whatever they tried to market at the time where it's not quite it's like room behind the seat but it's not a full extended cab. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt, but it is what it is. I don't even have anywhere I would uh I don't have anywhere that I would even be able to install that unless I you'd have to get a budget rack, which I think would be totally worth it with you uh, doing construction and stuff too. Um, you could totally benefit from. <clears throat> the rack that I have on my truck is called an Adarac, A-D-A-R-A-C. Yep. And they make three different versions of it. This is the the mid-grade version. It's corrosion-free. And I thought I think it looks pretty slick. It looks like a I oh, have yeah. a work truck and it looks like I would go out and renovate houses and stuff. Yeah. Do something commercially, but <clears throat> it's got a two by two square crossbars on it and you can put any accessory you want including this i mean it was 350 yeah. bucks for that rack That's so bad. yeah i went even a more budget i just went on the joy of amazon in today's world i went on amazon found a low profile truck rack um you on a, a nice lightning rack. deal for 190 bucks and that's uh i mean it, <laughs> it hey it was there normal price was 250 so it's still not a bad price for a ladder rack um yeah you can definitely find cheaper did, did you hear Justin? He said you have a nice rack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's options, but I think your truck would benefit from it, Brad. Yeah, for I, sure. just, I just need to get 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 it done. I mean, I, I've been looking at truck racks for a while now. I just don't I know did. what I want to do. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about a truck rack before I even decided to go that route with the truck because I had a, lot, or a roof rack on the Jeep and then when yeah. I had the truck. You were still talking about it, putting on the trailer or something, which, yeah. you know. Now that I think about it, I, I don't know if I want to put a uh, rack on the trailer, maybe just throw it on the truck like Justin's truck, but I don't know. Um, yeah. But we, I, I guess since we're already here, we can talk about how to install it. I mean, is it universal with any truck ma- uh, truck rack? Yes. This box yep. fits just about any crossbars that are on the market right now. I'd be surprised if you found one that it didn't fit. Okay. Yeah, how, how does I'm... it attach? So, first of all, the box is very light. It's only 31 pounds, so it's easy to pick up yourself. 
as long as you're picking it up evenly. I have no that problem setting, setting it, picking up, holding it above my head, yeah. installed on my rack. That's how uh, much my kayak weighs. Yeah, thirty, just over <laughs> 31, 31.10 pounds is all it weighs. That's pretty good. So that's uh, probably the number one pro to own in this box. Mm-hmm. Easy, easy to handle. You could do everything yourself. But once you get it on top and you open the lid, it pretty much has a slit going down the entirety of the middle of the box from front to back with the exception uh, it's connected in the middle. Yeah, there there you go. There's, there's the, how it holds from under the crossbar up and then the threaded threaded rods go up through what would be that slit I just talked about. Mm -hmm. From there you get a plastic plate that sits, uh, those threaded rods go through there, the two holes on that plate, uh-huh. and then you take, um, you take just they're knobs just they're thumb just, screws pretty much, just yeah. bigger thumb screws. Just twist huh. it down. The one thing you want to make sure you do, as with anything that's flexible and fragile, you want to make sure you don't tighten down too much because the box yeah. can have a little bit of a flex when it's on your truck. If you look at it, you do not want to tighten this down too much. Okay. You want to go just enough. You want to do it evenly. You want to do this one first a little bit. You want to go up to the front and do the front one a little bit. Come back here. But once it starts to tighten down, make sure they're all even and leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Drive around a few times. Check it occasionally because sometimes mm-hmm. if you don't have it tight enough, those those knobs will start to loosen just a little bit. And then you know yeah. you need to go a little tighter. But that's all you need to do. Just tighten it to where you need to tighten it and be done. So yeah, it's a pretty it's just, quick and easy process. Then. It's very quick. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like what he said at first when I because I'm the over tightening king. I, if I can tighten something, I will tighten it until whatever tool I'm using doesn't work. And I did that and I over tightened it and I stepped back and looked at it and you can see a little bit of a bow. Yep. So I went up, loosened it up, and I got it to where I just felt comfortable enough with it being tight. Mm-hmm. Drove around, it backed off a smidge in four or five days went back up tightened it back down and i mean on the jeep it was on there pretty much for what i mean it was in my wife was in an accident in the jeep and the box didn't move at all and i had five rods in it and every rod was safe so and she was in a head-on collision so uh i mean it totaled the jeep with a steel bumper on the front of it that's how if you want to think about force and the box didn't move the rods were all fine uh i mean so you just gotta trust the install. the the time the the time that it would suck is if you flip the vehicle and then you just crush the box on top. Yeah, forget yeah, it. That, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have more things to worry about if you flip your vehicle. Uh, you also gotta you also gotta put into consideration how far your racks are. If you have a six foot bed, it's gonna be a little more four, a little more spaced out. Yours, yeah. I think you have a four point five inch bed, right? Or Me? five foot? Did it? Does it touch? I have five a foot? I've got a five and a half foot bed on the F one fifty. So I uh I I position my racks a little bit to where I'd get a little bit more over the cab of the truck instead of hanging off the rear end. So it's pretty much it's a little bit past my uh tailgate, but all the excess goes above my cab. Yeah. Um but there's still plenty of support. I spaced my bars out as far as I could to get the most base lateral support that I could. So gotcha. Yeah, let's hit that. Uh because uh you guys were talking about it in our group chat, the uh, support bars. So they move back and forth. 
No, he's talking about when you asked me. So underneath, I don't know. Let's see if I can find a picture of this underneath of it. Because a underneath picture, there's a uh, basically it's almost like a steel tube that is just added rigidity or added support. Um, I can't find another picture. Oh, of it, yeah, but, I know what you're talking about. So if you yeah. look this picture here, you can see there's three dips in the bottom of the box that uh-huh. go horizontal to the box. Yeah, there's one. There's two. There's a third one over there. Only one. The middle one is for your threaded rods and the the piece that that holds the box to the rack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other two, one of them has a metal rod going down it. Similar, it's just a circular tube. It's a probably aluminum mm-hmm. and it's there for support. <clears throat> but it's only there in one of those grooves. Cha- yeah, all the channels. way front to back. It, it's not all the way yeah. front to back. It's probably probably five and a half to six foot okay yeah and, and it's but, spaced right in the middle so it gives the support like it's it's equal distance from the front at least mine is i don't know maybe yeah. they maybe you can move them but mine is equal distance from the front and the back and it's, it's just about, the space you would be putting on your on on a rack or when yep. you mount it to crossbars or something it's just the space that would be any of it that would be touching one of those for support okay. i take it so it's not so that you don't crack it so that you don't um i Probably so it doesn't have any any as much flex maybe to where it it still it kind of keeps it from over flexing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just don't stand on one side of it. (laughs) Yeah. Basically. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's cool. But uh, go ahead. Going back to what you were talking about with positioning the rod box to where it's more so over the cab. Last year, when I installed it, I had it perfectly even on my rack, and I noticed that there was a little bit of rattle with the box when I would go over some minor potholes or, mm-hmm. or anything, uh, speed bumps. If I had my window down, you could hear the lid when it was shut that it would kind of shake a little bit, and it would at first kind of made me a little worried, made me think that if I go over too intense of a bump or hit something I'm not supposed to hit in the road that it would crack the box. Fortunately, I never had a problem with that last year. Uh, And this year when I installed it, I just moved it up probably two inches, three inches further over the cab of the truck. And I don't seem to have any rattling so far this year. Okay. So just offsetting it a little bit and bringing it over the cab was all the difference. But even when it was perfectly even, like one of those pictures that you see in the pictures that they have there when they're on their site uh-huh. shows it perfectly even, but it is a shorter cab truck and more of the rack is underneath the box versus mine were closer to the ends. Yeah. Right in there that go a couple pictures over to the left right here. Yeah, it's the one that, yeah, yeah. That's yep. perfect. That's about perfectly even. That's how I had it, but that's a shorter bed truck. Okay, yeah, that's how that's a that's a carbon copy of how I have it pretty much set up with mine. I've got my uh, my truck rack itself as spaced out as far back and forward as I can, and then I have a little bit sitting over the front of the cab, more a little bit more than that, probably by probably I don't know maybe six inches, and then I have my rear of it just even with my bumper, maybe a little bit past it. Um, but so. Yeah. So does it have like a series of holes all the way down the middle of it to where you can adjust it back and forth? Yes, it's one yep. 
it's one slot that runs down pretty much oh, the whole okay. thing, but with with a there's some plastic and oh, we lost him. Technical difficulties. You gotta love them, the joy of computers. <laughs> but but what he was saying, there's one slot. It's almost like a T slot in the middle for those uh uh Lord the connections that you use on the rack and that's completely open all the way. So it, it allows you to kind of set this up in any way you want, in any type of situation you want, depending on what your rack style is. So. Okay. I gotcha. That's cool. Does that make it any less waterproof then? Probably. Like, I guess if you're getting like a sideways rain or something, I could see it. Like if you're in a really heavy deluge, but I've never had water. Now I've never had water in the actual box itself that I've ever noticed. Mm -hmm. And I've had combos in there that, um, like I had a backup, uh, Lord, a backup Texas rig combo that had a tungsten weight on it and a hook. And it was in there probably six months. I just never used it because it was a backup and it, the hook never had any rust on it. The plastic still looked good other than being dried out. Um, but it, in and of itself, it was, uh, I didn't have any major issues with it. And that's just with me. Um, and we had some pretty heavy rain last year. So, yeah. Well, plus that little, that little slots on the bottom. So, I mean, think like yeah, a and rain it's, drop, it's not going to go down and then up in. Yeah. And it doesn't even have really a chance to, to roll underneath it. Like I said, I mean, like if you're yeah. getting like a sideways rain or something, I could probably see water scooting up in there, but yeah. it's up in a channel. So mm -hmm. it's, it's got a, it's not flat with the bottom. It'll actually go back up. Sorry about um, that. Can you hear me? Oh, you're good. Yep. The laptop went to sleep. Oh, oh you love it. I was curious what happened. I, I figured that was what it was. But... Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to that. Sorry about Matt, that. Matt cleared up the uh, little track while you were gone. Uh, he's talking about because I asked if that made it any less waterproof or not. So I was going to get yeah. your, your opinion on it too. I've never had any. I was telling mm -hmm. them I've never had water in my box, and I've had a combo in there with a hook on it that has been there for six months, and it didn't have any rust or showed any signs of wear really on it. So. <clears throat> yeah they the box is made to where if you have wet stuff such as fishing rods or if you had something else that was really wet a life vest you're supposed to be able to put it in there and the water can drain, drain from the box if needed and it can also be it can also air out as well so that's the mm -hmm. way they market it that's that's one of the that's in the description on the side if you read it so it does have holes in it <clears throat> and it, it is a dusty box. This was one of the cons that I was looking into mm -hmm. from a, a YouTube video when I before I actually purchased the product. And one of the complaints was that it's a dusty box. If you just drive around in the summertime, oh, at, the yeah. end, at the end of the season, you pull your stuff out. It's just there's dust and things and you just got to wipe out your box. And to me, that wasn't that big of a deal. I don't care if it's a dusty box because my fishing rods are getting dirty. They're getting wet. I don't care about yeah. dust. Yeah, but the yeah, reason those holes are there is is just so it can air out and and drain. Yeah, unless you're riding around with your uh, rods and reels nonstop, then that dust getting in there might be bad for it. But this don't seem like a rod locker type thing to like secure your rods from somebody stealing them. You know, this is more Correct. just for transporting. The yeah. entire purpose for me for for this box is so that is purely for transport. 
I wanted to get my rods up out of the cab of my truck into this box when I'm ready to go to the lake, when I'm ready to go to the tournament. It's a to and from thing. I don't leave. I know, Matt, you, you do it a little different, but I don't leave my rods in there for extended periods of time. There are some exceptions when I'm parked in the driveway and it's the night before I'm getting ready to go fishing. I'm getting ready to go on a trip. I'll probably preload that box, leave it out there overnight. It's not a bad neighborhood or anything. Should yeah. be just fine. Occasionally, if I need to run into a store on my way to a trip or something, I will also do that. But I'm making sure that I'm in and out in no time because all you need is a really long, maybe not even a really long screwdriver. And you, yeah. could, you could pry that that lid open and have yeah. what you want in a matter of moments. If somebody wants to get into the box, somebody wants to break the box, they certainly can very easily. Yeah. But for me, the whole purpose was transport, and it does just that by getting <clears throat> stuff up out of the cab of my truck. That's cool. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool if they made like a diamond plate version or something. It would. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, for sure. And here, not wrong. I mean, my outlook on it is, I, I park my truck in my driveway every night. Um, and I was like that when I first got it, I take, I put all my rods in it, take all my rods out of it. And then, you know, I drive to work all week and then I'm here to go. So I put them all back in there and I found that I was still keeping a rod or two in my vehicle with me for the same purpose. If I want to stop somewhere and fish real quick and I had a spare time, I would, uh, how I look at it is if someone wants something bad enough, they're going to get it regardless. So I can yeah. have all nine my, my rods in my truck cab locked alarm everything and people if they really want it they could just break a window take it and they're gone just as fast um so and i've probably gotten a little lazy with it i'll be honest with you just leaving rods in there um i take them out every couple trips just to clean them to make sure there's nothing on them and stuff but they that's usually good to know that's yeah. good to know i know where you live too <laughs> <laughs> get one of those mega bass rods that you have yeah, yeah. Let's not do that. That would be t- that would that would that would I would, I would just wouldn't. I, don't I think know I, I remember where you live too. You do. You there's no way you don't. Uh, he so I I would take one of those rods and then I'd feel bad because he'd be crying. I would cry. Uh, what's I wrong? Would cry like a little girl. That's a good uh, April Fool's joke, though. I'll shoot you. <laughs> hey, that's oh Dale Hollow will be at Dale Hollow in April Fools. That's true. I didn't think about that. uh, We're going to have to mess with some people. Not me. Don't mess with Matty boy. Not with his rods. You can do everything else. I'm the king (laughs) of messing with people on the water, so we're going to do it. We should mess with people (laughs) during the tournament that they're out there. Just paddle right up to them and ram them. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, we'll do that to you know who. Start start (laughs) smacking the water. (laughs) But I want to mention something about the biggest – the biggest con that I've noticed about the box when I was watching YouTube videos, I noticed that a couple of the people said something about the hinges and the Mm -hmm. springs that are in the box. When you lift up the lid and when you shut the lid and the complaint was that one of the springs would just come undone and shoot out of the box when you, when you open it up. Oh yeah. And that's exactly what happened to me. First, I've seen several reviews about this. Several people talk about it on YouTube videos. The hinges are junk. They, it's it's got to be something that they're getting enough feedback on to where mm-hmm. 
that'll be an improvement on the future box if they plan on making a, a newer version of it. So far, I haven't seen much of a difference. The same box that I purchased, which was manufactured in 2019, mm-hmm. is still the same box mm-hmm. that's being manufactured right now, as far as I know. But it was like the first or second time I had used the box, and it was almost like if I didn't lift up the lid perfectly even. This is one of the, this is one of the parts where you got to baby the box. Yeah, mm-hmm. you put the key in, turn it. Key has to stay in there. You can't pull the key out with it open. You have to you have to turn the key back and lock lock the box, whether it's okay. open or closed, to pull your key out. Yep. But something with that spring. I don't know if it's the way it twists when it goes down. I've got extra parts here. I'm going to get into that here in a second. But here's the spring. It is. I don't know if you can see that. About two, three inches. Yeah. yeah. And it's got the almost a full circle on each side. But it's got the yeah. little gap where you can hook into a little loophole. Or in this case, it's just a hole in, in the piece of metal on the hinge right, mm-hmm. right there. Uh-huh. It just hooks into that. For some reason, that just, in the process of opening the box or shutting it, it comes out of there and finds huh. a way to shoot. It shot into the yard. <laughs> yeah, it'd be sure. tough to find. Yeah, it can be tough to find. Yeah. Other people have had it shot, shoot back into a dirt road or, or something. But Down in a storm drain. Yeah, <laughs> that is, that is the biggest complaint I have about this box. They got to fix that. Yeah, so it's a just... it, it's a spring. It's a uh, it, the box works as a spring. There's no these just open up like this. The spring you know. goes in between here. Mm-hmm. When you open it, the spring stretches out until you get it to that back position. Then it sits open. Okay. And then when you bring it back down, it just springs. Comes yeah, it's forward. just it's just a spring assisted lift, and uh, I would I 100 percent agree uh, with the con. The biggest con for me because I fortunately. And I don't, uh, this is probably made out of wood. I fortunately haven't had the spring shoot at me yet. Um, I have almost, I've caught it to where it was like you were mentioning that half circle. I've caught it when the very tip of it was on the hole. And I was <laughs> okay. like, that doesn't look good. And I literally got my pliers off my kayak and like popped it back it in. It was getting was ready like, to happen right. though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was getting ready to spring and just like, just go off into Neverland. Huh. And uh, the other big con for me um well, I stay on the spring thing. The The lid itself, the, the biggest issue that I've had with it is, you're not wrong, the hinges are trash. And at some times when I'm closing that box, I have to press on the back of it, press it forward to get it to seed completely so I can lock it or it won't even want to lock. Um, which, I mean, it's, <clears throat> it takes an extra 10 seconds just to, if it doesn't go down, just grab the back, push it up a little bit. It's almost like it's out of line and it might be where my hinges might be a bent a little bit or something. And I'm just not paid attention enough. But I mean, you already mentioned the biggest con to me is I can't take my key out when I unlock it. <clears throat> that bugs me to death because it's got to yeah. hang there. Yep. And, you know, I, it just I wish I could unlock it, take the key out. And the plus of it, I guess it's not even a plus of it, because I guess the plus of it, you can't leave the box unlocked. But the box you can't lock the keys in there either. Yeah. That's I mean, true. that's Maybe that's true too. for that. And to and me, that's not that, that big of a deal because when, when I open my box, I'm usually ready to load it. I've got all my poles right there or my light yeah. vest. My keys mm-hmm. are going to sit there for a minute. And I'm going to load it and be done. But that's just me. Yeah. Some people might well, be yeah, having it open for extended periods of time. But. Yeah, and I, I don't even have it open for extended period of times. I don't know. It's just something with my mentality. I hate my keys hanging there. 
And it's it's mostly because my brain doesn't work right and I forget everything. <laughs> I do the uh, same thing. <laughs> like so I'll I'll just leave my like when we were we went out this last weekend, I took was taking everything in the kayak and I was like pat myself I was like, Oh, where are my keys at? And I look back and they're just hanging from the yak of a box. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, I've yeah, done that just... with my toolbox at work so many times. I'll walk into the house like, wait a second. Yeah. Oh crap! Did I lock them in the toolbox? <laughs> yeah, I walk out just, there and they're hanging from the lock. <laughs> yeah, and it just it just bugs me. It's it, like I said. I mean, when you close that box, if you don't have it locked, at least with my box, again, it might not be how it's supposed to be designed. But when I unlock it, it wants to open. It doesn't want to stay shut. Um, so I mean, it's not like a oh, if you don't, you can't leave it unlocked because it'll just want to pop open. And you so, have your box positioned to where you got to get into your bed. And the open side is when you're standing in the bed, correct? Yes, and I did that for the 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 exact fact. You remember with the Jeep, I had that little step stool I'd bring with me so I can get on top of my Jeep. Yeah. And, or I'd crawl or I'd climb up the back of the Jeep and hand you or Brad rods and stuff. Yeah. And uh, the joy of the truck bed is I have it set to where I can get up in my truck bed, stand about chest height, open the box, get my stuff out, lay them in the truck bed, then close the box. And it's all kind of in the workspace. So that's how I set it up that way. I know some people set it up out, so they're not getting in the truck bed and stuff. That's just how it works for me. And it's just made it a lot easier. So yeah, Justin, yeah. you have yours the opposite way, right? I have mine the opposite way where I stand on the tire. I yeah, moved that... it. I moved it a little bit in from the edge of the rack so that when I stand up, it's not like in my face and, and I'm yeah. falling off the tire. Uh, that works for me, but I can also I can also see turning it around the other way because I, it would actually make it harder for somebody to get into a little bit harder for somebody to get into because I have a tonneau yeah. cover as well, a low profile tonneau oh, cover. Yeah. And you have to be inside unless they just want to attack the hinges, open it from the opposite end. It might be easier. I don't know. Yeah, cool. I mean, it's still that that to me it's the mentality. A, the way mine's is I have the full truck uh, rack, so to get in you have to duck in you have to sit there for a second and it, I guess it's kind of like the hope of the good Samaritan. Like if someone sees someone in my truck bed, like prying off the, the thing, they'll be like, you know, some old lady Kroger will start throwing her bread at him or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, it's just, it's, that's how I, I sleep at night with all my rods being in there until now. Brad says dumb stuff. So now I'm going to take them in every time, but <laughs> don't carry so many rods. There's your uh, solution to the problem. Yeah, I don't want to hear that crap either because you give me crap every time I'm on the river with like seven rods, Simplified. and I only I only use two every time I'm out there. But you know, it is there you go. But no, that, go ahead. No, that's cool. Uh, but I was gonna say the 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 way you have yours facing the tire, I couldn't do that because I have a bad ankle. Oh, gotcha. And if I slip off the freaking tire, I'm busting my ankle. I thought about getting some. <clears throat> I know they make products to where it's like a step that mm -hmm. slides over the top of the tire. Yeah. It's just a temporary, you can just pull it on and pull it off and okay, it can give you yeah. a little more support, but whatever. Yeah. I've, I don't know. That's, those have always sketched me. And I saw those for the Jeep too. And I was like, man, what happens if it like screws my tire up? Cause tires aren't cheap. Yeah. I'd rather spend that on tackle. Especially so. Jeep tires. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, my tires were definitely not cheap, but, uh, yeah, I was I was actually I've been meaning to ask you that for a year why you have it set up to where it's pointed out other than to where it's just easier to get in the bed, but teach their own. So. Basically presentation. I just like the way it looks on the yeah. side with I can put it, it actually has some pretty nice 
spots to put decals if you want to put them. And I decorate my mm -hmm. box a little bit. And it's got the nice Yakima logo right there with the red and black. It's a pretty slick looking box. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. It just wouldn't. I'm not afraid to turn around. Mm -hmm. I would if I absolutely needed to. But I just haven't. I think it looks pretty good the way it is. Heck, yeah. But who knows? That might change at some point. Yeah, that's the good thing about the box. You can move it and do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Uh, let's touch on some spare parts for this thing. Because anytime I have a product that I feel like I'm going to have for a little while, uh, I always look into getting spare parts if I, if I know something might mess up or there's that potential or like i said i just want to have it for a while now that you have the smart the smart slot pulled up that is the other additional upgrade that you can buy for this box if you have the t-slot style like i have on my atarac this replaces that in the same way a your track system on your kayak mm -hmm. so this here would slide into I have a two by two um, bar, square bar. Uh -huh. This would mm -hmm. slide into the bar and that bolt there would come up through this hole. And then I would use one of the knobs. It would still go up through the box. It's just a, it takes the bulk away from the box. It takes the other. It, it makes it more low profile, well, which yeah. is, which was what's great. Cause even the, the, the only thing, like I said, I'm the over Titan King for everything. And it's to to have like this style you're tightening down to something instead of tightening it down to where it's like a pressure fit with that first style with you know what it comes with um to me it would just feel more secure now like, with my rack i don't have the option to do this um but i th i just feel like this would be a more secure option than what the the base like what it comes with you know what i mean like what i have yeah. on mine yeah, it is going to be a little more secure, and it's also going to take away one of those knobs to where you only have one. So it's quicker to install and uninstall, and then it just looks more low profile. Yeah, probably hard, harder to harder to get off if somebody wanted to get it off. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. So for twenty five dollars, you can have that. You can also look into. I certainly grabbed some of these hinges. Hinges are eleven dollars with the springs. I recommend grabbing those since that's probably going to be the first thing that goes on this thing. <clears throat> Grab yourself some hinges, the foam pads for the, where the rods sit. Like those the rod three, tips? Yeah. Those, uh, no, what well, rod, the rod butts or around the oh, handle, okay. depending on where you position it. Yeah. Those are three fifty. Hmm. So I got two of those. And then if your retention bands ever stretch out, these are four fifty. That's not so bad. Just a few. Yeah, I spent like 30 bucks and got six items here. Hey, are those, those are retention probably... bands made or are this like bungee cord? It is bungee cord. It's not it's not the paracord material. Yeah. Coated bungee cord. This is rubber, all pure rubber. Hey, Matt, that might work for your uh, rod stagers. That's yeah, that's what I was just yeah. thinking about um just to order those cuz a rod stagers mine are starting to get a little loose in my box themselves just from being, you know, the difference to where mine are always on. Uh, yeah. Also, I can say I do not recommend this at all, but if you maybe just forget to put them over sometimes when you're driving, like some people I know myself, your rods actually don't move out around a whole lot. Uh, 
don't do it all the time, but I <laughs> don't chance yeah. it, but I've, I've lucked out, you know, knock on fake wood again. I've lucked out to where I haven't had any major issues. And I drove home actually Saturday, I drove back and I was, I walked in the house. I was like, did I put the bungees over? And I got up there and looked and I lucked out. Nothing happened. And it's like the sixth time, but yeah, I actually need to replace my bungees just cause they, they're starting to get stretched out a little bit, but yeah, those would work great for rod stages. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw it. You can go to Cabela's and they have a little pack <clears throat> for two ninety nine. It gives you the plastic ball where the bungee cord is uh, knotted in there, comes around yeah. and is that's two ninety nine. I just picked those up the other day. If you want to just go with a more traditional approach to that, that's a good idea. Too. It works just fine. Yeah, you just undo the knot and pull one of the sides out and tie the knot again, and then take one of the balls off the other one. You get three or four of them in that package. Huh. Yeah, I need, Cabela's? I need to do that. Cabela's, yeah. Sweet. I'm going to have to go there. Yeah, well, if you're going there, let me know, because uh, I work in Huber, and it's very far away. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so I'm not going to be able to go before we go, and we're going to leave too early to make a quick pit stop, unless maybe Sportsman will have it. I know, but yeah, we're kind of headed that way. At, I mean, yeah, going down 70, that's how – 75, I mean, but – uh. And if you're coming from Fairborn, you will pass it getting to 675. If we yeah. need to take 75. Yeah, I don't know what time they open. We can figure that out later. Because, okay. <laughs> or I might have a spare one. I'll just give you. I mean, if you, you just know, need one, free stuff's the great stuff. No, I need more than one because every time, again, every time I go out anywhere, I don't have my rods secured in the rod stager. And Brad, yeah, always says, "Oh, brave on the man. kayak, right?" <laughs> yeah, I dude, kayak. I'm okay. an idiot. <laughs> my my rod stagers have saved my rods multiple times. Like oh, yeah. the bungee, well, they, I, they they saved it when you flipped it, it, right? Yeah, they saved it when I flipped it, and then the first time I had the rod stagers, I knocked the butt of the rod out of the back one, and it was just hanging there from the tip. Of, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I just remember. Rod too. I remember when we were on the river at Franklin, and uh, old Justin may or may not have lost a combo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that was, fortunately, it wasn't a very expensive one. Yeah, but, but still, still, I mean, a combo is a combo. And uh, that's and then last year, Dale Hollow, I had an expensive combo go in the drink, and I went in and got it. And uh, it was chilly, to say the <laughs> least. But you got <laughs> so, it back? I did get it back. It was in five foot of water, and I felt I took my boot off. I had my boat boot off. I took my boot, my sock off, and I was feeling around with my toes afraid i was like i'm just gonna get bit by a water moccasin and die out here in the middle <laughs> yeah. of nowhere and i felt i was going i felt the bail of my uh ci4 and i was like <gasps> and I, sl- I yeah dude and i slipped my toe around it and pulled it up and you just see out the depths this red glorious thing and then i proceeded to fish with it for two more days without cleaning it it was awesome it landed me like four fish it was great i wouldn't yeah. clean it either man I, i've had some some fluger reels that i'd get wet for like six years and never cleaned them yeah, but that, <laughs> but that, that's uh, that's my old practice. I've got higher well, end reels, higher end reels now that need to be cleaned and stuff. But Fluger, man, yeah, I, but then I you never cleaned it. You clean oh, your yeah. Crowdo DC, and there's something wrong with it now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It might be the way I just put it back together, but I only took the knob off and a couple and the, the side door, and a couple other things. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. It still casts just fine. It's just when I tighten the knob down, it doesn't. St- doesn't stop it still falls yeah it's just your clutches i don't know it could be anything it could be check your knob it could be threaded on wrong to where it's not putting enough pressure on jeez i don't know it could be something simple overseas made crab 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Shimano. <laughs> All day. Oh, I'm about to say, don't talk about my precious like that. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to add about the box? Yeah, um, let's just do a rundown of the pros and cons real quick. And yep. so I, I I made a little list here of what I consider to be pros. The first one is that it's lightweight. It's easy for you to pick up yourself, move in and out of in inside and outside if you need to. For me, I bring it downstairs. I have it on year round except for about three months out of the year, which is the winter and the yep. the yep. elements are most harshest. And I feel that's just that's just me. I take care of my stuff. Yeah. And it's oh. one extra step you can go just to it's really okay. make an improvement I'd, on your I'd leave mine year round. I don't take care of my stuff. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's also a very good looking box. Uh, it's black and red is always a good combination. Oh, yeah. And it's got what they call an aerodynamic carbonate textured lid, which mm -hmm. it's, it's just cool. It's shiny it's just and cool, cool looking. And it kind of looks <laughs> similar to like a carbon fiber look. Yeah. But yeah. it's a good looking box. It's easy to use. Mm -hmm. It's got a, a single system key is what they call. You get two keys with the box. And it's real simple. You stick the key in, turn it right. It opens up, put your rods in, strap them down in the little cushions. It's got rod, what they call rod shields at each end so that they don't, there's no way for them to slide very much. And it's not going to, it's not going to hurt your rods. Yeah. And they, they, the joy of those rod shields with their, their design. So everyone who's ever locked, lost a tip in a car door or a truck bed, it's so the rod tips can't go into the, the hinge. So you can't ever slam the, That's the good... lid down onto it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's definitely a pro for those. I have heard about people removing those rod shields just so they could get rods that are a little bit bigger in there, but I don't recommend it. Yeah. No, you're tempting fate at that point. And then it also has cheap parts, as I showed you, other yeah, yeah. than the rock, the box itself. And then the cons, the spring and the hinge. That's got to go. There's got to be an improvement on that. I haven't had any more problems since I had it the, the first time. I I tightened that circle on the the spring that was having an issue. You don't want to tighten it too much, but you just want to kind of pull that circle in to be a full circle on that yep. on that spring if you can. And then I'm just careful the way I, I make sure I lift up my box. Because if you do it with one hand on the lid, it kind of – goes up a little because it does flex a little bit we talked about how it's plastic it kind of goes up yeah. a little bit sideways whereas if you take both hands make sure it goes up perfectly even i'm always sure to do that that one step take my time and open that lid right so that it doesn't happen again but that that yeah. spring needs an improvement and then you might feel like it's a very fragile box that's understandable it's easy to break into if somebody wanted to break into it I have seen some people have cracks in their box. I don't know how that happened, if it was huh. in transport, but I've seen some of them for sale on Facebook Marketplace in, in faraway states that have had small cracks and things. So, again, it comes down to installing it well and making sure you're following directions. It's not just a, 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 rugged, a rugged item that you can just purchase and bang up and do whatever you want with as much as you might want to do that or think that it's supposed to be for that. You just want to you want to follow the directions on this one. Uh, some people say that eight rods isn't enough. They wish that it held more than eight rods. I can see that for maybe a tournament angler. For me, that's not a problem. I only have yeah. 
I know what I want to throw and I know I have my combos picked out to where I can do two to three well, techniques for each rod, yep. possibly more. I don't need more than eight rods. Yeah. Unless and you're then, Matt. Yeah. Unless you're Matt. <laughs> and then uh, well, I already mentioned that it's easy to break into if somebody wanted to break into it. But like I said, if you own this box, the purpose should be that it's purely for transport. The night yeah. before I'm going out fishing, I load it up maybe if you're in a good neighborhood. But I, I'm not leaving my rods in my box for extended periods of times. If I'm going to get my box stolen, it's going to be a $600 loss. It's not going to be a $600 loss plus another Roz. $1,500. Yeah. yeah. That would yeah. suck. Yeah, that would be that would I, be not good. So I wonder if you can put like hydraulic hinges on it somehow. That would be an expensive uh, upgrade. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you could. I I feel like the box itself, like like Justin was saying, if you install it correctly and you follow the instructions and and treat it like what it is, and it's not like a toolbox or a tough box you're putting in the back of your truck, like you treat it like it's it's designed to be. I feel like it's it's it has a rigidity enough to do its job mm-hmm. without you know worrying about it just like breaking or cracking. I honestly think that if you make any type of modifications to it and you put any extra stress on certain areas that would lead the box to crack more. Um, kind of like I've seen a couple, like you were talking about in Indiana, Michigan, I think I saw one in Oklahoma that actually had the crack on the bottom where you can tell someone over tightened it mm-hmm. and you can see stress, stress fractures. And they're so like, and he, the guy who selling it was up front. Awesome. Um, but you can see stress fractures where he over tightened that material. Um, but I think if you if you do it correctly and treat it like what it's designed for, you know, not just beating it to death. I really think I, I, I don't have any problem thinking this is going to last me as long as I need it to. Yeah. Um, and that's just me personally. I also would agree. I wish it could carry more rods only because I just want more rods to be able to have with me. Uh, like I, I it's it's. Yeah, I know I could. But at this like we're going Dale Hollow, for example, for a couple of days. Um, Brad's coming with me eight rods in there. And then I have the rod tube that I actually got from you when you got your Yakima box. And then I, the joy of the rod That'll tube, work. which it works great. And that's what I was getting ready to say. There, there are alternatives out there. If you don't have $600 or you don't want to spend $600 or even if you do, they're hard to find just to get anyway, yeah. you can get, you can build your own rod tube with a conduit, a couple conduit lids. And, uh, isn't PVC piping $600 right now? PVC piping is really expensive. I mean, when I did my yeah. trailer, it was like $85 for two piece of 10, a 10 foot schedule 30. I think that yeah. piece that you have, I paid $55 for it. And I cut yeah, off, that's, I cut off I two mean, feet. That's, that's schedule 40, I believe schedule 46 inch. Yeah. It's 10 foot. So, yeah. Six inch. Yep. Six inch. And it's, I mean, with that, you're looking at, let's say prices were back how they were. You're looking at 50 bucks and then 30 bucks on Amazon for conduit kit carrier lids. When I and, bought that kit carrier lid, it was there's probably a cheaper option, but I think I yeah, was yeah. paying about seventy five for that kit. That's a, that's yeah. a metal one. I've, yeah, it, was, it is. And then you I've pay for a nice worn. padlock if you don't want anybody to mess with it. Yep. Yeah, uh, and that was which, another twelve dollars. Yeah, which the plus of this, I actually think that the tube it would be harder to break into for the simple yeah, fact yeah. that you have to Ooh. have something to cut through schedule forty because schedule forty PVC, you're not just taking a hammer, claw hammer, and breaking through it. Well, like, like you have yeah. To, Likely, if you're going to steal that, you're taking the whole thing. Exactly, yeah. and you're the taking the U bolts. Um, yeah. Yep. 
and it, it's just U-bolts. It attaches pretty much. It's kind of the same thing to where you can almost use it on any type of railing. If it's too small, I could see an issue, but any two-inch tube or anything like that, it'll attach great. And I can fit. I mean, I think at one point I met you guys at the river before I had my Yakima, and I had like 15 rod comp like combos in that box. Really? Now, is that recommended? No, because your tips are going to get all jacked up. Yeah. Um, but there's one improvement that I could have made to that before I put on that conduit carrier kit. I would have bought a foam piece and glued it to the to both ends. Yep. Um, that way, when you push, you should have a rod sock on or a rod glove on your rods anyway. But it's just that much more cushioning when you push your rod tips all the way to the end. There's a, there's a cushion mm-hmm. at the end. And I had thought about after the fact that I had already built it, you know, maybe dropping a t-shirt in there. Uh, you should kind of be wrapping up some sort your reels and the tips anyway in some kind of fashion yep. but i would go back and put some foam in both ends of those that's a good idea <clears throat> i mean this is literally that's all it is right there i mean that's obviously exactly what longer. it is but the and, carrier kit's got some no i think that's it yeah that's it yep got like a coating to it yep yep and that's what the tube looks like and you can fit I mean, you can get, they make eight inch tube, they make 10 inch tube. I mean, you can make it as big or small as you want it to be. And that's $67 there. And then maybe now with pricing, you might be looking at a hundred dollars for the PVC, but you're looking at 150 yeah. bucks just round down. Has it really and, gone up that much? Oh yeah. Man, it's, is that just worst I mean, case? If a piece of no, PVC I mean, piping is a hundred dollars? I'm telling you schedule 30, like I said, for a 10 foot, three inch schedule 30, I paid, what was it, Brad? It was like 40 or 38, yeah, 38. Yeah, thirty-eight yep. ninety-nine for one piece. So that's just gotcha. to do the p the. And that the, was the three-inch pipe. Yep, that was three-inch. So huh. this is this is designed to be Schedule Forty, so a little bit thicker. Obviously, six-inch diameter instead of a three-inch. But doing it that way for under two hundred bucks, you can have a rod carrier that's gonna transport rods. Oh yeah, and you can especially if you really wanted to for a terminal angler, like you mentioned. Let's say you're a terminal angler who likes to have extras to be prepared. I mean, in a six-inch PVC tube, you could probably put a hundred rods in that if you really with no reels. You could just throw rods in there all day long. You have to. Have, I don't know about a hundred, but uh, you really have to make sure you secure your rods if you're putting them in a plastic PVC. Well, yeah, definitely. Because have, I, I yeah. know of somebody. I'm not going to say any names, but put four rods inside, not wrapping them up, not putting any cushion or anything, and just drove. And this is what your rods are doing while you're yeah. driving. And he pulled them all out and all four of them were broken. <sighs> so you That's really have to yeah. just make sure you have to go a little bit. You got to go the extra mile if you're going to do this to build it. And then also to just take the time when you're putting them yeah. in and taking them out. And you got to. I can tell you with, with this same style one, I had before I started selling through all of my older stuff, I had about 50 rods. Not all of them had reels. I had about 50 rods. I put socks on all of them, and then I just took the little rod. You can get them at Bass Pro or Cabela's, little rod Velcro holders, and I got about 50 rods in that with some of the butts going that way and some of the butts sticking sticking out, and I got about 50 rods. I don't even rods. think I've owned 50 rods in the 10 years I've been kayak fishing. <laughs> yeah, me either. Well, you have to remember, when I was in the Marine Corps, I had a boat with a rod locker that held 25 at one time. So, I mean, doesn't I, mean I, you got to fill it up. But yeah. it did, though. But it does, though. So, you must have the uh, micro jig rod and the chatterbait rod. Oh, dude, rod I had, I had everything. everything. 
I had I had type that's that's what I'm trying One to break technique myself with kayak. And that's, it. that's what I'm trying to break myself with kayak fishing because I'm still doing that to where that's why I bring 10 rods out with me when I fish because every rod is a single technique. Minus yeah, it's a good lesson tube. for you because kayak yeah. fishing is, above all other types of fishing, you gotta learn to simplify and you gotta learn to have that multi-technique. I agree I with agree. that. But what's unfortunate <laughs> is there's kayaks that are out now and accessories that are out that let you bring as many like if i wanted to with my yak gadget low pro box and rod stagers i could bring 15 rods out with me and have them all secured and i could have 15 rods and get to them all easy because you're getting yeah. what nine on the yet the low pro and then three so nine tw uh 12 what 50 yeah 15 rods and that's if i didn't use the two on my kayak so that's what's a that's it's great for the industry because people can do whatever they want but it also is making me learn a lot harder because I can still do whatever I want. I'm it being like a chore. It just sounds like a chore to me. All that I agree, man. <laughs> you know me, I only own four tackle boxes total. Like I think eventually that that's the difference between wanting to go fishing one day. You could want to go fishing one day, but sometimes things like that will make you say, do I really want to get all that gear out? Yeah. That's I've been there before. Do. And yeah. I've, I've actually, I will, this year I broke myself of that. It was toward the end of last year. It was like one of the last river trips we went. Um, and I was just like, you know what, man, I'm bringing, I brought a, my Plano backpack, had some tackle in it and I bought, brought three rods out with me. That's all I had. There you go. And it felt, felt good. Cause I was able to launch in like five minutes instead of 15. That's so, how, yeah. It's, it takes you longer to launch. I've noticed. If, oh, wait, I mean, not every time, yeah, but it has. Taken uh, I would say, that. I would say almost every time. Like, I'm not against saying that because it's. I mean, getting the kayak there, putting my box in there, getting my rods out, putting the motor on it. I mean, it's that's right definitely yeah. will burn you out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Be, that, that's some. Go that should be some goals you set this year, man. Because I think it'll be a much more pleasant experience for you, and you'll find yourself fishing more just for the simple fact that it's not a chore. Oh, believe Dude. me, that's never that's never been something to help me back. I can't fish more because of work. If you I guys believe are, me, if I could just quit, I would I would do that. You guys are speaking my language right now. I'm I'm in an inflatable. <laughs> I'm using three, four rods depending on water clarity now, and I yep. bring one tackle box with me. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I mean, just I have four of the thirty six hundred sizes in a small tackle bag. That's what I've gone down to, and I think that's pretty. That's a sweet spot for me. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's more than great i just need to, i'm working toward it because at this point you know at least being on the river for 10 years i know what i want to throw i know yep. the couple lures that are new that i want to try and i now know the extent of which i use them and i know roughly how many i'll go through if i get snagged if i lose one really only need yeah. like four or five of each each item yep. yeah pretty yeah, much oh, for sure oh well, guys, well, I, I think we hit it, man. That was a good episode. Uh, oh, for learned sure. a lot about the box. So, yeah. Uh, uh, final thing, $600 price point. Do you think it's worth it? I say certainly because of the purpose of the box. It did okay. exactly what I wanted it to do. It got my rods up yeah. out of the cab of the truck and gave me more space to even get my paddle before it got stuck together and when, when it was a two-piece and it wasn't a one-piece that would go up there i'm able to get pretty much the majority of stuff that i take to the river on a regular basis up out of the cab i have plenty more space uh and anytime i'm faced with a price point that 
is the first thing you want to say about it is, oh, that's steep. That is a steep price point. I'm going to, mm -hmm. the first thing I'm going to say is, how much am I going to use it? That is the biggest question. How much am I going to use it? Because I know if I'm going to use it enough, guess what? It's going to be price per use. Yep. And mm -hmm. it's just a matter of time before I get my money's worth out of $600. No problem. If it was $700, I'd be looking into it. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, it I think the the plus of it with being six hundred, because I agree, it's one hundred percent worth it to me. Um, the plus of it being six hundred, and especially with the the constraints of getting it, it opens up a lot of other companies to make their own. I'm really surprised yep. we haven't seen any of the other options out there because you see stuff for fly rods all the time. Everyone makes one for a fly rod. Almost all your rooftop companies. Um, what's going back to that? Just a yeah. little side note: you can actually put fly, fly rods into it as well. Yep. It can be used for they both. They do make Whoops. one specific for fly rods, but you don't need it. Especially oh. if you do conventional and fly rods and fly fishing, you can just get mm -hmm. this box. But the other one is specific to fly boxes. And I think that's 100 to $150 more. And you can yep. store less. You can only Ooh. store like four rods in it. Fly fishing is well, always more expensive. That's true. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that. I think <clears throat> two, when it was, I think it was the last show. It was with, yeah, with uh, Aaron. Aaron. It was, you know, the, the fly rod community can, they are very, it's that's that's the that's a that's the very nitpicky community when it comes to fishing but they're I mean, on their you high horse <laughs> <laughs> when you gotta smack them off <laughs> what is uh what's that's that true. company is it is it thule no the company that makes all the roof boxes Thule or tool tool might be tool it's tool yeah see they make they make a fly box too so i mean they if more companies make this conventional box i think that'll drive the price down to where it'll be mm. more attainable for some people but yeah, six hundred bucks. It's it's definitely my. And if my anybody's looking for a out. product to really take on, we always hear about people making new stuff for the kayak fishing market or just the fishing oh, market yeah. in general. That's one <clears throat> spot to jump into. I know that's a little bit <clears throat> bigger of an item than rod holders and rod stagers and crates mm -hmm. and stuff, but there's not very many options for rod boxes on the market, and there would be plenty yep. of buyers. Oh yeah, all day. Well, there you guys have it, man. We uh, detail uh, episode review on the Yakma Rod Box. So, anything? Uh, uh, first, uh, let you uh, mention your social medias and stuff, Justin. Yeah, you can follow me at J Marsh Fishing on Instagram. Facebook is just Justin Marshall. I still post fishing stuff there, but it's kind of half personal page and half of a fishing page right now. I'm, I'm more so active on the Instagram page and I may very well be getting into the TikTok stuff this year. We'll see how that goes. Sweet, man. Well, there Matt, you, go. you got anything else you want to add? Uh, last thing, Justin, you've got one, you, you got one broad, one reel and one bait you can fish with. What are you picking? I'll probably keep it simple and go with a, probably the most universal rod you can grab is a seven foot medium heavy bait caster and then i'm gonna throw the texas rig because you could take that just about anywhere i could even yep. fish that in the river if i really wanted to like just texas a senko rig worm. texas yeah. rig worm yep yep because that's, that's a comfort spot for me and there's still some things i need to learn about it but it's uh yeah it's a comfort spot pulling it through grass oh, man <laughs> my favorite yeah <laughs> it, is, it is fun i love it too i can't wait to do that 
A couple more days, boys. We'll be in Dale Hollow, and I guess I'm bringing my dry suit, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Hey, hey, the rain pushed off, so just keep bringing your dry suit so you won't need it, and I won't be wet in my rain suit because I'm just going to get soaking wet. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we'll close it out here. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jig Masters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.